0: The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month.
1: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. After a brief hiatus due to illness, we are back, but most of our news items are irrelevant, so we're going to talk the Game Awards, Red Dead Online, and some more Fallout 76 nonsense, maybe a couple of news bits. But before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon, and the Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep us our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers before we jump into it?
0: Um, The folks over at Horror Movie Yearbook just talked about the 1979 classic Alien. So I think it's probably one of the most popular movies that they've talked about on the show. So go check that out. And I think that's about it for now. So.
2: Cool. I definitely want to listen to that since I've actually seen that movie. Unlike most of the movies they do. Yeah, I think it's probably like the second
0: movie that I've actually seen that <laughs> <laughs> they're covering. So, that's awesome.
1: Um, has anybody played anything else other than what we're going to talk about?
2: Yeah. Many what? weeks ago. Um, I think like right after we recorded, I played uh the Hitman 2016. Okay. I feel like that was after the last time we recorded. Yeah. Was that when we talked about Yeah, that's when, when Gojo, Gojo talked, talked about... about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of inspired me to check it out. Um And it was really cheap for, like, literally all the DLC and stuff. Um, yeah, it's super cool. I sat down, played it for, like, three or four hours straight. I'm really terrible at it, but... uh I'll definitely go back and finish at least one go through of it. Uh, and then uh, maybe revisit the levels. Cause I mean, it seems to be what it's made for more than anything is replayability. Yeah.
1: When you say you're terrible at it, are you, are you just saying that? Cause like, you feel like you're not creative enough in
2: terms of your methods of killing or like, no, just... I'm creative enough. I'm terrible at executing without getting caught. Okay. <laughs> like I have, I'll have a plan. But then things will, you know, get botched along the way. And, um, yeah, but I mean, that's just part of the experience. Right. Cause I mean, like, honestly, once you're familiar with the levels, I could see, you could probably finish a level in like five minutes if you actually know where you're going and what you're doing. Right now. Um, but there are so many different ways to go about things. It's, it's pretty wild. Um. I do hope someday they make, like, a legit co-op version of Hitman. Because I think that would be really cool if you could kind of plan a hit with multiple people.
0: Yeah, or if you had to, like, time two hits at the same time for some reason.
2: Yeah, well, the, the, the way things have been going so far, I played through, well, the intro area. I think the first two levels, maybe? Um... It seems like there's always at least two targets every time. Yeah, yep. But but like if you had
0: to do it so that they died within like twenty seconds of each other or something like that, that'd be interesting. Yeah. In like co-op, I mean. So yeah, or that just would like make sense. just
1: coordinating like headshots. You know, like okay, on three. Like you know, each of you has to take down a different mark. You know. Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, be- like liking-
1: like that uh, that thing you can do in Ghost Recon Wildlands, where like you can line up everyone's shot and then you tell them to go and then everybody shoots at the same time. Like yeah,
0: yeah. So that,
1: make sure you don't miss. <laughs> that that would be cool for like a hitman style
0: game. Yeah, or uh, it'd be it'd be even better if you had to like. Time the dude trying out the cocaine you poisoned with, like, somebody else who's going to open a door and a brick's going to drop on their head or some shit. Right, right. Yeah, like, any (laughs) any other,
1: like, sequence of events that you could, like, chain together that has to happen a specific way in order for, like, your particular plan to work, and it just requires more than just you. Yeah. That would be cool.
2: But that's not what the game is about.
1: Right, no. It's about Hitman, not Hitmen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, Brian, uh, what else have you played? Anything else or no?
2: I think that's pretty much it. Got back into playing Destiny again because the new season started and uh, I ended up getting the access pass, but I can't really do anything with it right now because I'm under leveled for it, and that was kind of annoying to me. It's still annoying to me. I feel like I shouldn't have even bothered buying it yet. Yeah, and just but, general, uh,
1: I have I have apprehension against buying anything from Bungie ever again. But yeah, <laughs> we don't need to get into just, that again, right? <laughs> but yeah, you were saying I, you just you think in general the Access Pass is more or less something that is for the people who are th-
2: this is like their game, you know? Destiny yeah. is the game for this person; they don't want to play anything else. I mean, it makes sense when the game's this old at this point, like. If you're still playing, you must. You're probably a hardcore player, so you want more stuff to do. But I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in between a hardcore and a casual player. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I play often enough to where I should be able to get something out of this if like immediately. But the, the initial activity you need to do after running around and doing a couple random like things, uh tasks, um isn't even doable like for me at all at this point. So I can't get I can't even get a single new weapon right now from the Black gotcha. Armory because I'm um, I'm too underleveled for the activity that basically unlocks everything. So yeah, that's kind of silly. And and the raid being six forty seems kind of absurd. Like, why did they even bother launching it? Like, the the max anyone was was six hundred a week ago. So why, or Tuesday, as of Tuesday, like, so why would they even, like, yeah? I, don't I thought know. some guys already beat it yesterday or something.
0: You just gotta enjoy the grind, man. They did already beat it. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I'll, I, I may play Destiny with
0: you guys at some point, but highly unlikely. I still haven't even booted up the PC copy. I (laughs) Um,
2: Well, I mean, you paid for it. So I say play it because what you have is still fun and it'll still continue to be fun without the, uh, access pass. Right. But, or annual pass. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It looks like it'll offer enough for the money based on what they've said, uh, is is the plan for it. But, um, I'm just like I said, I'm just a little disappointed I couldn't even get like a taste of what it has to offer. I'm still right doing the it. same old activities, trying to level,
1: yeah, I don't know. I just like I had mentioned in our chat it's it's hard to play through forsaken with people who have already done it because I want to actually like enjoy the narrative, but it's not an easy uh story arc to get through solo unless you're gonna grind and I just don't really enjoy the grind right now. So Yeah. Um, eventually maybe I'll come back to it. We'll see. Unless Anthem takes over my life in a couple months.
2: Well if you and Alex played it, then you would be
1: set. Yeah, but he doesn't have Forsaken.
2: Yeah
1: I do. Uh, oh you do? Does. I didn't realize that. I thought you just had the uh
0: No the I bought it was the Forsaken legendary collection or whatever, but I basically haven't started it because i can't decide whether or not i want to skip uh, curse of osiris oh gotcha
2: so i'm probably just never gonna play it well i mean you could skip it with one character and then go back and do it with another oh i'm definitely like i want to play
0: the minimum amount of destiny possible but i don't (laughs) want to like not get my money's worth out of it So I've just kind of landed on the I'm going to get no money's worth out of it.
2: I would say you'd get your money's worth out of it just playing Forsaken without playing Warmind and Curse of Osiris.
0: Probably, but the completionist in me won't let that happen. But also, I'm too lazy to play through the story again. So I'm just going to not play it. That works. Good story. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Anyways, let's, uh, let's jump into our news bits real quick here. I,
0: I did want to say real quick, I have sure. played about an hour of Smash Brothers. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Is it Smash Brothers or is it, it not is, Smash it Brothers? It is definitely Smash Brothers. The <laughs> single player adventure mode is pretty cool. Um, that involves the spirits and everything, but I, I haven't had a ton of time to dig into it, so I'm sure we'll talk about it more next time. But, um yeah no it's definitely smash the only thing i will say they actually they're, they're making you unlock the characters again which they didn't do in the wii u version um and because there's like 70 something characters and they only start you with eight it's gonna take a while <laughs> so yeah um I, i'm i'm kind of conflicted about that because i do like having to work for unlocking people but I also wasn't planning on unlocking, you know, 62 characters. So, do you have any choice in what order they unlock? Kind of. So, um if you do the adventure mode, then there are opportunities to pick and choose who you unlock, but you're kind of just like stumbling along the path and you have to you'll come upon the opportunity to unlock someone. And you may or may not do it at that point. But if you just keep, like, doing normal Smash matches or do, like, the classic mode where you fight six people and then a final boss or something like that, then it will randomly throw a character at you to unlock. So... Mm. But it does start with the original 8 or whatever from the N64 game as the ones that are unlocked. But luckily, I did, like, in the first half an hour of the... um Of the adventure mode, I was able to unlock Marth, who's the person that I played the most anyway. So that worked out for me fine. But, you know, it's cool. I like it. I'm going to play more. Right on. I haven't played anything.
1: Pretty standard. Par for the course. Other than Fallout 76. But we'll get into that. Um, First news bit. The FTC says it will investigate loot boxes. Uh, this was as of November 28th, the FTC chairman, Joseph Simons, addressed New Hampshire Senator Maggie Hassan, who has recently spoken about how loot boxes uh, re- recently spoken out about loot boxes. During her turn to ask questions at the hearing, Hassan cited a recent report by Great Britain's Gambling Commission that found 30 31% of children in the country had at one point or another paid money to open a loot box. Chances are it was on their parents' credit card. And <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> a well, with, uh, this isn't a very well edited article on Kotaku, but that's okay. Uh, given the seriousness of this issue, I think it's time it is in fact time for the FTC to investigate these mechanisms to ensure that children are being adequately protected and to educate parents about potential addiction or other negative impacts of these games, Hassan said. Uh, yeah, this is, I don't know if this is good or bad. I think loot boxes are just dumb in general. Um but that's my opinion. So I guess it's it's good that the government's going to step in and regulate video games a little more. I don't know.
0: What do you guys think? I'm kind of conflicted because um, the more I see people talk about loot boxes, and I remember reading the story on Reddit, some dude was like lamenting the fact that these kids were coming in and buying a bunch of Call of Duty points or whatever to unlock their loot boxes or however that works. I don't actually know, but... Um, You know, I bought a crap load of Yu-Gi-Oh! cards when I was a kid, and those were basically loot boxes, and I'm not in crippling debt. So, so you just feel unaffected by this? N- n- no, like, I think if there is... I think... devs and publishers could be better at not being so predatory with their loot box practices but you know i it it ultimately it's kind of ridiculous to me that the government has to step in they have better things to do with their time that they won't do anyway but right
1: well i just think like based on my own like personal practices like i don't really mess around with loot boxes all that much uh other than like the ones I get in Rainbow Six, the Alpha Packs, like I don't pay for those. Like I yeah. play to get them. Um but my I pretty much operate on it with the understanding that like you know if uh if these game companies would just let people buy the crap they want, they probably would make more money. Like, I I
0: mean I don't know if that's true because people keep putting loot boxes in their games and they keep Making a lot of money off of them.
1: So. I mean, I'll just, I'll just use, for example, Destiny One. I paid ten dollars for this stupid Michael Jackson dance on two different systems.
2: And so, if they would have let you keep that ten dollar dance, you would have never bitched about Destiny Two nearly. Probably, so much
1: you did. probably. <laughs> but my point being that I I paid twenty bucks on you know ten dollars on two different systems, twenty dollars total for a dance that I that I knew I was getting. I wanted that dance. Well, I, pr- I probably would have paid fifteen bucks for it. To be honest with you, here's which is, is stupid in its own right. But that's that's my point. Is like if they're going to allow me to buy the things that I actually want, like I'm kind of willing yeah. to pay a little more I mean, money
2: for it outright. That, and that's that's what Rainbow Six does,
1: and I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm open to that model, and clearly it's working for Rainbow Six.
0: So here's the the mental calculus of it, though. I guess is. Um, would they make what nothing (laughs) okay if they make um, if they make more money off of people like you and me buying the one or two items that they want then they would probably do that if it was a greater number than the money they make off of people shooting the dice and just buying a bunch of loot boxes and spending thousands of dollars on them, right? Like somebody must have done that study in some of these Yeah, games.
1: no, I and, and I'm sure that's the case. Like clearly like loot boxes are a huge money maker or else every game wouldn't have them. Yeah. But my whole thing is like for instance, you know, Rainbow Six is Model of you can earn all this crap in game if you want, or you can pay a little more money to have it like you have whatever you want, like it, it's working for them. And like maybe it's because they don't have as big of a player base as like Fortnite or uh, whatever you know, like the Battlefront stuff. I, I don't even Battlefront obviously doesn't even have loot boxes anymore, I don't think, but <laughs> yeah. but um, I think if they were just like I think they actually the company what's what sucks about the companies doing loot boxes is I think they actually count on the fact that kids are going to take advantage of their parents' credit cards and like, yeah yeah and that that being like something that they're like oh if we can convince kids to do this like we got it like that's kind of bullshit in my opinion
0: yeah that's that's the worst part of it for me is them either trying to take advantage of of kids or um you know the idea that there people might be people spending problems yeah gambling (laughs) issues or like any anybody who gets that endorphin rush out of oh i opened this box and i got something that's rare you know like yeah that's no good but i you know i think uh there's also problems on the other side of the coin of like maybe we could be doing more to help people that have gambling addictions (laughs) and make sure they have the the power to not succumb to that stuff if presented to them but obviously that's harder than harder than a thing. like I don't see what the government stepping in can ultimately do other than just kind of be like okay you're gonna know the rarities of everything that you could get out of these loot boxes or we will not allow loot boxes in video games anymore like it's the I don't necessarily know that they will spend the time to do anything truly beneficial for everybody. Like, if people want to buy loot boxes and if game devs want to put loot loot boxes in their games, they should probably be allowed to. But it seems just like a tricky problem to kind of be like, okay, we're going to regulate it and make sure... I don't know. It wouldn't be bad to have rarities on all of them that'd be great. And if
2: that's what happens, that's cool. But you know, well, like the odds of what you can win and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, mean. I do feel like that should be a requirement. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they do that for a lotto and stuff like that. So I mean, it may make sense. Yeah. They tell you your exact odds, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right. Anyways, we got to keep moving along. Uh, just Cause Four has an Easter egg that turns the game into an indie hit.
0: Brian yeah. you found this article. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to talk about so, it. But. did did you did you see any of it, Brian, or do you want me to explain it? <laughs> I did read it, but I don't have it pulled up right now. So, basically, there's like a, a mountain in the game that has a like a like a cauldron and a pickaxe or whatever that you can hop into. <laughs> and it, it turns the game into like it's it's basically a mini game that's a lot like Bennett Foddy, getting over it with Bennett Foddy which is yeah like a indie hit this year where you basically have to like use this pickaxe to kind of try to travel up a mountain and most of the time ultimately it makes people try to take a big leap and then they end up setting themselves back much further than than they were before but it's cool because it like the getting over it is a side scrolling game. And when you hop into the cauldron in just cause, it changes the camera perspective and makes it side scrolling as well. That's pretty so, awesome.
2: <laughs> it, uh, it looked pretty cool and, and fun. Yeah. For... And that the dev was in that on it, of course, too. Like yeah. Ubisoft worked with him to do it, which is, it's probably going to help him sell more games. I would think as well.
0: Yeah
1: uh not Ubisoft uh yeah, I was gonna say Square uh, Enix,
2: queenix, yeah
0: yeah, no, oh, I mean sweet.
2: like he'll he'll probably sell more of getting over it, having that extra exposure, no, yeah, yeah actually for, sure. It up.
1: for sure, no, that's funny um yeah there there's a video of that on uh, Kotaku, if anybody wants to check it out, I'll probably link it in the show notes uh on the the blog post, uh, moving along people have already figured out how to unlock PlayStation Classics emulator settings.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I liked that um, one, too.
1: Yeah, they're using specific Logitech G15 and Corsair uh, K95 keyboards to do it you just plug them in and apparently you hit the escape button and you can open up all the emulator settings, uh, do things like uh, get games to run at 60 frames per second, which would be kind of ridiculous for yeah. Tekken three, which is one of the examples they gave in this post on IGN. But
2: well, um, the, the infuriating part of that is people are super mad about Tekken running at 50 frames because it's playing the, uh, what the European version by yeah. default but clearly, it's capable of running the U.S. version. Yeah. So yeah, this kind of exposes that further and how easy it can be done. And that's just kind of ridiculous. I'm not buying that piece of garbage. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I did uh, cancel my pre-order. <laughs> so I I have zero nostalgic attachment to PlayStation, anyways, because I did not buy any consoles until the 360. Yeah. So. I mean I played I played them, but like I I have some I mean attachment to like Nintendo and stuff playing over friends' houses, but I never really played PlayStation like at all or PS2.
0: I feel like John and I are kind of the the ideal this we we were the people they were targeting (laughs) for this product and the fact that neither of us bought one is I I have no interest at all. Good. It's one of those
1: things where like the nostalgia like hasn't quite like I don't want to play anything on it that badly and I really can't play games with bad graphics anymore
2: because Yeah, I mean I I well I honestly feel like like old 8-bit games and stuff have aged pretty well in my opinion. Yes. They're still playable and the gameplay is still solid and they still work fine on the controllers that were intended to be used for them. Um But uh, like PlayStation, like the the early days of 3D, they look like shit. They did not age well at all, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's Uh, telling that like the games that I want to play on it are Tomba and uh, Castlevania and Sweet (laughs) they are all basically 2D, right? So 2D and sprite based.
1: Tomba's like two point five D.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yep. That is a fantastic game though. They they did uh somebody did data mine it and see that there was like a list of games that must have been like attempted by to- Sony or were like just kinda tested on the hardware. And Tomba and Suikoden were both on there. I assume Symphony of the Night probably was too, but ultimately
2: none of them made it on there. So Yeah. Uh, the controller thing is a problem for me too like i have a hard time thinking about playing 3d games like at, don't they have rainbow 6 on there the original like yes playing that without analog sticks sounds infuriating to me yep and i definitely have no fond memories of playing fpss without analog sticks on a controller it, <laughs> it, it was it was it was a terrible experience um yeah other than maybe doom where there's no like um vertical like yeah no verticality to it it's
0: just hilarious to me that they're what a year and a half or like a year out from the the NES classic mini and they put in the minimal amount of effort <laughs> to put this thing out and it's just it shows cuz Somebody plugged in a keyboard and hit escape
2: and they pulled up the menu. (laughs) Yes. I don't. God. I think I remember reading in the article, I could be wrong. Like, again, I don't have it pulled up, but, uh, I thought they said like a lot of Logitech or Corsair models will work for that. Not just those two specific ones.
1: Um, those were the two that were cited in posts on, um,
0: the the thread that was on like gotcha. PlayStation or where, where was it? Cause there were a lot uh, of people trying things that were not working too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it was a <laughs> I YouTube, can just
2: imagine it was people a YouTuber plugging,
1: yeah. that discovered it initially. And then in the comments, <laughs> like they had tried other keyboards and mainly the Corsair K 75 was the one that the, the guy had started with and that worked. And then, um, The other two were the G15 and the K95 were like the other main ones that people had talked about. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Anyways, uh,
1: speaking of better, like little tiny systems to work with valve brings the steam link to the raspberry pi. So you can now, if you have a raspberry pi, you can put steam link software on it. So you can stream to your television, all of your PC games, which is pretty rad. Oh Yeah. Uh, Raspberry Pi uh, 3B Plus is about $35 at Micro Center. Uh, It is currently on sale for $29.99. Raspberry Pi in general is a great idea. You can build all kinds of sweet emulator rigs on it using RetroPie. I highly recommend that to anybody listening. Um, But being able to now stream your PC games to a television is pretty
2: rad since you probably didn't buy a Steam Link because nobody really did. <laughs> I got one as a gift and it is super cool. It's a very well made piece of hardware, but uh for sure using a Raspberry Pi sounds more appealing just because of like you said you can put retro pry, retro pie and like all that stuff on there.
1: Yeah, it it makes can, it I mean the Raspberry Pi one. just be exactly, an all-in-one sort of streaming system that you can, you know, you can there's so many different things you can do with the Raspberry Pis that it's it's
2: kind of awesome that you now have this capability as well. Yeah, definitely. So. I just hope they uh implement like high uh, like 4K and stuff like that eventually. Although yeah, I don't know if Raspberry Pis can run 4K, so that's my uh
0: that's my kind of main gripe too. Like I almost bought an Nvidia Shield this week cuz I saw that they could do 4K video, but I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything confirming whether or not it would do 4k and hdr games
2: so yeah i've heard they're good for other stuff too like if you like to use Plex, they're a really, yeah. really good system for that and whatever yeah so, and and yeah it's just, just stream your games at high res it's pretty cool right
1: and uh according to a waypoint article apparently soldier boy is selling cheap emulation boxes
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, for like an reporting. excessive
1: amount of money, too, which is ridiculous. He's are got they this, branded? Yeah, oh, it's the Soulja Game console and the Soulja oh Game gosh. handheld. They're both about $200, but on sale currently. Uh, but you can buy them on Amazon for, I believe it was like $35, $40 and $60, respectively, for the, the <laughs> console and the handheld. Uh, and it's literally just, a, it's probably just a Raspberry Pi. <laughs> like. Of course. So if you don't want to go through the work of like loading up a Raspberry Pi with RetroPie and all that other nonsense, you could probably just buy this and then put Steam Link on it, and then you know,
0: forty forty bucks or whatever, and, you, and you're good to go. Yeah. So they um they printed or they ended up pre-ordering one, which should supposedly ship before Christmas. So I'm excited to get their impressions on on how the. uh the soldier game console or whatever, whatever. Yeah. The soldier game console actually stands up like it's preloaded with a bunch of games, which is extremely
2: illegal. And <laughs> that's probably I, why he's trying to offload as many as possible before it gets sued. This article's ridiculous, though, because like it, it says even here
1: the funniest part is Soldier Boy isn't even hiding what's going on. Based on what he's saying on social media, after announcing the first sale of his console, "quote unquote," brought tears to his eyes, he quickly <laughs> defended. He quickly defended a tweet calling him out for selling little more than a OEM ROM box. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh! even better He's also selling his soldier watch For 50 bucks but guess what it's on sale For 20 so if you want like A knockoff apple watch like for $20 this is it Superman <laughs> Soldier boy Like this This is so ridiculous man It's pretty incredible uh, Anyways Now that we've gotten through that Comedic bit of awesomeness uh, Let's talk about Red Dead Online Okay. What do you guys think? What do you do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Uh, I, really, I played through like the main, like first, like quest thing that they force you to do before the world kind of opens up, uh-huh. and then I just kind of stopped because nobody else was playing when I was playing, and I want to play with other people, so I don't really, really I, have an
2: opinion.
0: I did, I did the same thing.
2: Well, I played beyond that, and I managed to play. With um Gladish and uh Mike, and it was pretty fun to play with other people, especially when you realize you can turn off the uh safety measures like friend like no friendly fire <laughs> 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 and, and start attacking each other um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool because like all the ridiculous things you can do. Normally, just out in the open world, you can do with friends and laugh about it, like Gladys and I rolled hog tied people uh down a hill to see which one would go further, and <laughs> <laughs> just it's you can make your own fun, you know, right, um, right. I think he has a video of that actually on YouTube. yeah, he does. I watched it. It's pretty funny,
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> um it's definitely buggy. But it is a beta. Like I think people are giving it way too much flack right now because it's it's a beta. Like I mean the first thing everybody attacked was the economy, which yeah, it is terrible. Like you take it takes forever to earn any sort of money. Like more so than GTA Online. Like um it's it's definitely worse than that. Um but I, I believe that game they had that issue in the beginning and sort of adjusted it a bit too. Uh, I could be wrong. Well, and I um, think that's what a lot of the
0: complaints are: is that like so. I w- I will say that opening up this Red Dead Online, it does feel like a slightly more realized experience than the beginnings of GTA Online. Like, yeah, they the learn you start with like a story mission, and you actually like have things to do from the get go is awesome. But at the same time, as you said. This is a similar problem to what they had in Grand Theft Auto Online. So it's like they learned lessons in some places, but they didn't necessarily in others. And but obviously, the difference between Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, they they are trying to find that middle distance or whatever they want to, you know, m- realize the the scope of those individual series. But
2: yeah, I mean, the the economy is a different thing to balance in this game too, because in GTA Online, I mean most of your pursuits are largely to, I mean it's a very materialistic game you know, it's like you just want more cool cars, you want to pimp them out you want to buy different homes yachts, whatever, and they could just keep adding layers to that Um, and they have successfully Um, but like Red Dead isn't going to have that same kind of appeal there's only going to be so many guns and stuff that you can buy. You're not going to buy, uh, you know, like a condo that's on the twenty-second floor of a skyscraper or something.
0: I say, or, give it a, a year. Like, give it a year. They're
2: going to have like yachts and shit in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hope they have horse race tracks in the sky too, with like Hot Wheels style loops and shit. That sounds great. I want to buy horse,
0: horse racing. Would be kind of cool in
2: general. Like... They have horse racing, I think. Oh, is there? Okay.
0: I want to buy Um, the DeLorean from back to the future part three and put it on train tracks and and do that.
2: (laughs) That would be awesome. Um, Yeah. Like there are some really odd omissions that I, I assume they just didn't like they left some stuff out intentionally just to not have too many systems in play that that would, they would have to work the bugs out of Um, like, like mini games, like why can't I play poker is like the biggest oversight, I think. As far as like I mean, yeah, there's there are other things I wish they had, but that's like a simple, easy thing in my opinion, that seems like it would be there. Can you yeah. really not play poker? You just don't know
0: you, you can't play
2: poker play with poker. other players right now.
0: Oh, that's a bummer. It's not like an that, option. That was in Red Dead One. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I how I
1: would get here.
2: all my money would be, I'd just play poker and, and yeah.
1: everyone else's money I mean
2: that may be the thing is they know they're still trying to balance the economy and they already have patched it and made it a little better I guess because um, they have like two currencies in play and one of them you can buy or you will be able to I think spend real money to buy at some point but not yet Um. But uh yeah, I don't know. I mean it's fun. I do hope they have heists as well, or like at least like low level bank robberies and stuff. Like you can't just roll into a bank or a train and rob it like you can in single player. Yeah. Or a shop even. Like shops actually are one of the the weird ways you can stay safe. If you start shopping, like somebody can't roll up and kill you. You just kind of phase out of existence for a minute.
0: Can't, uh, if you have that, so if you have the flag raised at your camp, can people still mess with you like that? Um,
2: by default it's safe, but yeah, you can do something with the flag to allow people to attack you at camp.
0: Okay. But if you're away from your camp, then it's just open season.
2: No, I mean, Nobody can attack your camp. I don't think.
0: No, no I'm saying if you. Oh if yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. your body is away from camp, then people can attack your body, right?
2: Oh yeah, people. Okay. Well, people can attack you like anywhere out in the world, even in the middle of a. Well, the in the middle of story missions, there's also another thing in play, where I guess uh, people that are aligned opposite of you, like there are more outlaws. Mission? If you're like yeah, like a good guy. Yeah, they can invade and, like, fuck up your mission, which is interesting. It could get mildly frustrating, I feel, but... Um, like, the doing stuff in the open world and getting attacked is more frustrating. Like, I tried to hunt a wolf, and I got killed three times trying to pick the stupid thing up. But uh, it, I feel like, so far, it's pretty rare, though. Like, for the most part, people don't spend all their time doing that. And I think it's because it's not profitable whatsoever. Like yeah. you don't get any money for killing anyone. Um I don't understand. Like, I don't think there's a bounty system and I'm pretty sure there wasn't the first one.
0: Right. Online.
2: Like, you I can't remember. I know
0: there is in Grand Theft Auto. Online,
2: so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I do feel like they should definitely have a bounty system. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, right now, like, I want to wait a little bit and let them, like, kind of iron out some of the kinks before I get too involved in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I think that's kind of where I'm at, too. But we do need to try and push a bear
0: into a lake, so.
2: Oh, yeah. And I honestly expected more of my friends to be on there, like, all the time. And most of the time I sign on and nobody's playing it, so. That's There's kind of just inspiring. so
0: much other stuff to play right now
2: that it's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, though. Definitely worth checking out.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you have Red Dead, then it's free, right? So why not? So.
2: Yeah, It's a, it's a good value-added thing to a game that's already well worth the money.
0: Yeah.
1: Right on um i figure we're going to end on the game awards so i want to kind of jump into a quick discussion of fallout 76 because i'm still having some internal turmoil over this game (laughs) um yeah i don't uh i don't understand why the whole internet fucking like just exploded with anger over this game because i think it's actually kind of awesome and i've been trying to figure it out i don't really know uh but i picked out some choice headlines here from some of these articles uh, for instance, the AV Club said, Fallout 76 is a waste of a perfectly good wasteland. That was the title of an article. Okay, these are all titles. <laughs> uh, Forbes said, after a, a historically bad launch, is Fallout 76 worth saving? Yes, a fucking course it is. Uh, GameSpot said, Fallout 76 fails to deliver an interesting world. That is completely fucking false. Um, two weeks in, Fallout 76 is a lonely, glitchy, flawed mess. That's from Ars Technica. Uh, The Guardian said Fallout 76 review a pointless walk in the post-apocalypse and then Forbes also had an article called Fallout 76 five things that could have saved it from disaster now in order those five things are number one additional the addition of single-player campaign Uh, you can play the game by yourself you fucking don't have to play with other people okay (laughs) Uh, Two. The addition of NPCs, and I'm, I'll rebut this one later. And number three is less repetition. Dude, it's a fucking MMO. What do you expect, okay? Uh, three, more stable frame rates, and f- or I'm sorry, four was more stable frame rates. Five is fewer glitches. Every fucking game has frame rate issues and glitches right now in this world. Nothing releases perfectly, and there's always a day one update, and then there's constant updates afterwards. So shut the fuck up. Like That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard, okay? And I'm going to rebut that... Uh, that thing about uh, the addition of npcs because the verge had an article that said fallout 76 players are helping newbies by acting like npcs guess what motherfuckers that's the point <laughs> <laughs> that's the point of the fucking game like why is i just don't i can't wrap it around my head why people hate on this game so much and like I mean, it's just like any other MMO, you know, there's countless videos and articles acting as beginner guides or offering up character builds and how to effectively and efficiently grind materials or help with building the most efficient farming systems. You know, it's, it's just like between the people helping each other out and acting as NPCs and all these different grinding guides, it looks to me like this game is just as good as any other MMO. And the only difference being that instead of any media giving it any semblance of a real shot, everyone just shat all over it instead. See, and but...
0: It's also
2: not an MMO, really. You
0: you are coming... No, I think it is. You are coming from... It's more like an MMO than any other Fallout game before, but you are coming That's from true. a place where you have played MMO games, whereas most people who bought this game are coming from a
2: place of having played or, or loving Fallout games. Like, yeah, I'm, I think, like, the biggest issue is that it is titled a Fallout game. And what people think of fallout as is a single player rpg like i even like nobody even talks about there was uh like fallout tactics nobody fucking played that i don't think it probably because it wasn't a single player rpg but i don't know my
1: my issue is though like every, uh, a bunch of other like youtubers and and all this sh- uh, the youtube Titles and the people reviewing these on YouTube, like these content creators should all just get fucking burned in a Vat of Acid as far well. They're just they're yeah. just trying to get clicks. It's all yeah, good. it's just but like it's anything like, else media related. They all they all come out and, and they're just like Todd Howard lied to us, and this is deceptive business practices. And there's actually fucking lawsuits people are putting together to sue Bethesda for deceptive business practices because they weren't sold the game they were promised. Like, I'm sorry, like. I'm playing the same fucking game as these people, and I'm seeing exactly the same shit that Todd Howard told me about at the fucking lo- like re- you know the release of the what, what the announcement shit. Like I I don't see any difference in what he presented us and what I'm playing. Like there it is exactly what we were told we were getting, and I don't under I just I I'm, I can't wrap my head around like what is everyone so mad about.
0: It's it it's weird be- to me that every time Bethesda puts out a video game, people forget the cycle of how Bethesda games works, where they start out super broken and not really what they talked about or, like, where they wanted it to be exactly, and then over time it gets good or becomes what people want, and then the next game comes out and the whole cycle repeats. I think...
2: It happens more with Bethesda than literally any other game maker and in... yeah I mean well, it would be in... ideal if they got their shit together just once. Yeah. None of their games have ever worked for me right off the bat. Yeah.
1: I just I'm I I I can't wrap my head around what everyone has like hates about this game because I honestly think it's a shitload of fun and I've been having like well, a great
0: time with it. Like So I can try to illuminate you with what I don't necessarily like about the game. Okay, go ahead, reel me that, Batman. (laughs) I hate the fact that the story does not... Like, there's no way for me to play the story of this game with friends. There's never going to be a way that we all sit down at the same time and play through... 15 hours or 20 hours or 30 hours or whatever it ends up being of story content because that would take us a decade to get through and i think that sucks like they did not find a way and i this is probably a big issue in all mmos but the fact that like you have to wait until the end game of scrounging for uh nuke codes in order to like really get together and all contribute to the same thing other than the little event uh, quests that you end up getting that repeat every hour or whatever. Like I wanted to go on this journey with a bunch of friends and like have our community and do our thing, but I don't, there's never a point where I want to join your game and help you out with where you are in the story. Cause I'm at a different place in the story. And I think vice versa is true as well. Like that. yeah. I I think the story is meant to really be
1: played single, like by yourself. Like I really, I really do feel that the, the actual main quest line is fully intended for you as a single player to play through. And I mean, take even something as, as, stupid as destiny as an example it's not like when you were grouped up with other people that the cutscenes showed everybody in your group it was just you like that story was meant for you and i think
0: that's the same here maybe that's the case but then that means i have to get through 20 hours of game to understand and have them justify why they bothered to make a fallout game with multiple people in it but that's
1: again it's any any Games, games as a service mmo destiny uh the division any of these games like you can play you play through the story mainly by yourself you can choose to play it with other people if you want to but once you're done with that main quest line that's when the whole real group mentality and online like massively multiplayer online experience begins and that's how these games are engineered like they're meant to be that way I don't know. Well,
0: and I, like, I guess I haven't quite gotten there yet, but it just doesn't, like, I haven't, like, even when I was playing with you and Alan, it was like, oh, this is fun, but we're not really, like, doing anything. We're just walking around and killing things and, like, picking up some screwdrivers and some wonder glue, and then we go our separate ways. And that's fine if that's what you want to do, but it doesn't really feel like, they figured out a way to cohesively put together this experience that a group of people are going through, you know? Like, I know that you, you think this store, like the, the, the hinge of the story is like, okay, these are the first people out of the vaults. They're setting up the world for the rest of the vaults to open and to have people start living in it again. But so far I haven't seen any of that and I'm maybe halfway to two thirds through the story. And Right. No,
1: it, I, I understand. It doesn't feel
0: all... like the quests are like building towards that. It's like, Oh, kill, kill 20 robots. Cause they're going haywire. like, that's the event quest. And then it's like, Oh, kill 20 super mutants. Cause they've invaded this town. Like, okay, that's fine. That those are MMO quests, I guess, but it doesn't quite have the fallout DNA. That I would expect a Fallout game to have, necessarily. Like, I think a lot of the flaws here comes down to, like, the main core game design does not feel like they had an idea for how they want people to play this game. Like, if your idea is, hey, this is a sandbox, come in here and do whatever you want, that's cool. But that wasn't what I wanted for Fallout. And and I think that also is indi- indicated by the fact that like your special stats, everybody knows that C is for charisma. But guess what? There's no there's no speech checks in this game. <laughs> you're never going to talk your way out of a conflict conflict with the perks that you got from your charisma stuff. No, but
1: your like, charisma gets you lower uh, fees for when you're buying stuff from the vendor bots, and it gets you better sale prices for the things you sell to the vendor bots, and and that sort of thing you know like that's that's something right it's Is something. That not like related to charisma or does it not matter because you're talking to a robot and like a fucking robot can
0: actually interpret charisma
1: it doesn't you know, matter because like, like i'm not buying like anything that.
0: from them like i don't need to purchase anything from any of them and i i haven't so... needed to purchase anything either but i always run into the habit of like okay
1: like i want to have more ammo and so I'll just buy ammo from the vendor bots just to have it. Like, I don't need it. I just want to have more ammo just in case.
0: And that's that. That's fine, but that doesn't necessarily, like, tell me that I need to put any points into Charisma at this point. Like, the the push and pull of your, like, special stats is something that I think is inherent to a Fallout game. And so far, I don't see any reason to dump anything into Luck I don't see any reason to dump anything into charisma. Like, whereas in the original game, I was like, oh, I'm going to get my charisma up to 10 because this means I'm going to have to fight less and I'm going to get good prices on things that I'm going to need to buy because that's how that those games work. Like, it's it doesn't feel like they built upon like a fundamental foundation of like, this is what Fallout means to be online. It feels like they put this game out and they want to find where it is eventually. But if that were the case, they should have just launched it in early access or something <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I, I guess that that would be understandable. Um, I, and I'm not, I'm really not an optimistic person. I consider myself a realist, like if anything, um, it, a realist verging on pessimism pretty much always. But uh, it, with respect to this game, the idea of what it could be, excites me a lot i agree and like the the idea that like we're the first people coming out of a vault to settle this world like what's going to come of it like at some point in the future like are we going to be able to choose if we want to like mutate into a super mutant or a ghoul like will we have that ability like that's cool like that would be sweet you know uh are we going to be able to have like a dog meat like pet at some point i would like that that would be rad you know something to watch my back could i start like utilizing could i hack a robot and have it be my companion that would be cool too like what what's there like what they could do with this game is really exciting to me and i feel like i just feel like nobody's giving it a chance with that in mind and and maybe like i i don't like i said maybe people aren't as optimistic about it as i am and that's totally fine like Again, I'm not typically a very optimistic person in general, but for some reason, like I, the the main thing that keeps me wanting to play this game is like what it could end up being. And I really like the idea that like the other players are the NPCs that article, you know, from, from, uh, the verge, like that whole idea is essentially what I think Bethesda wanted the game to be. No, And that's
0: that. That, I agree. Like, I think that's great, and I think that is a good vision, but I feel like that is a bullet point on the design doc that doesn't encapsulate a full idea of what it means to take Fallout and put it in an online multiplayer setting. And yes they may figure it out in five years and or maybe maybe they'll it. figure it out in a year like this so, smells a lot like no man's sky to me of like huge initial oh, backlash and then maybe in a year from now there'll be this big relaunch Fallout 76 next that has like cars Here's the real or multiplayer. Something. yeah but <clears throat> it that to me, I can't begrudge anybody disappointed that they spent 60 bucks on no man's sky. And I feel the same way about fallout 76. Like I personally am not utterly disappointed about it, but I don't think that it, like it, it does. If it, it feels like this weird half in half out, we're trying to make a fallout game we're we're pushing a square peg into a round hole and it's not fitting yet. But when we push hard enough, maybe it'll go through and we'll have something here. Like sounds
2: uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it, I can't begrudge anybody unhappy with it. And yeah, I think if you looked at this game at E3 and thought, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like this is going to be, this is me. It makes up for everything that I didn't like about fallout four or anything like that. No, you're an idiot. It looked exactly like fallout four. And they said I, it was going to be online, and it's put out by Bethesda, so it's going to play like shit at first. You're They said it was you... going to. Exactly. So, yes, if you bought this game thinking it was going to be the most polished thing in the world from day one, there's no help for you in this world. It's only going to be harder from here on out, so that sucks. But, <laughs> like, it, it, if I can't... like. Begrudge people who feel like, man, this isn't what I wanted out of. This, rather than that's, the people, who I get
2: that, and that's kind of why I ultimately didn't end up picking it up. It's yeah. not because, not necessarily because everybody says it sucks so bad, although that doesn't help. But it, it's just like the the more they revealed about it, like the gameplay videos and stuff, it just sounded like whatever they were adding to it would be implemented in a, in a kind of haphazard way that just didn't really appeal to me. And like the things that I do enjoy about fallout, I don't know if this are necessarily there or fun enough to like hide the things that I don't enjoy, like doing mundane MMO shit, especially if there's no payoff really for doing that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it, it the lawsuit thing and stuff is just absurd because it to me it looks exactly like what they were selling us on. Yeah, I agree. It just it just happened to turn out a lot worse than people had hoped. But I don't feel like Bethesda owes anybody anything as far as like, I mean, I don't think they owe them refunds or lawsuit money. They do owe it to people to fix all the bugs and make the damn game work right. Sure,
1: they owe some people some canvas bags. Too,
2: but that's <laughs> that cool too. Thing. That that is fucking bullshit.
1: I I mean I care he, about bags. Bag like care a about garbage that. bag. I feel like that's that's any like collector's edition bullshit that you buy is always going to be somewhat disappointing. I mean I remember when I bought the original Assassin's Creed, thinking I was going to get this really sweet uh, not Ezio. Uh, Altair uh, action figure and it was just this little like three inch tall die cast bullshit it looked like it was painted by a four year old like probably was (laughs) and I was really disappointed with that but I wasn't like oh I didn't get what
2: I was sold Uh, I'm gonna throw a shit fit about it and sue the company like I just don't know why people are purchasing fucking bags with fallout shit like buy buy a nice bag go to the mall get yourself something cool for 200 (laughs) bucks
1: For a hundred forty dollars, buy some. Sorry. Buy a nice. You can buy a much nicer bag for a hundred forty dollars, and then still yeah. buy the game if you want. Well, to, like,
0: but that doesn't come with the voice changing Brotherhood of Steel armor helmet. Well, I'm sure there's an app for that. You're right. <laughs> 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 Anyways, yeah, I. I mean, I get what
1: you're saying, Alex. I just like, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not mad at the people who feel this game isn't for them. I'm more mad at the people who say that this is, this game is worthless and a piece of shit and garbage because it's not like there are games that are far worse than this one that launched in, in better shape than this. I'm
2: sure there's definitely fun to be had.
1: It's, Um, it is plenty of fun. I, I, highly recommend if you enjoy Fallout and you enjoy the MMO experience,
2: you will like this game. Like, I was totally about playing it when you said you were going to buy it for me. but you I'll still did. buy
1: it for you. Just shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyways. Let's move on to the Game Awards. we got to move through this kind of quick. There's a lot of categories here. Oh, yeah. know, Alex, if you p- haven't pulled up, I just haven't pulled up from Google. i got to pull up. You I was going to start from the back end and work forward. Yeah, Basically. that's fine. Um, and I'm skipping all the esports crap because I don't okay. care about any of that. But uh, best audio design went to Red Dead 2. Uh, it was up against Call of Duty Black Ops, got a war for Forza Horizon 4 and Spider-Man. Do you guys feel that that was well-deserved? What do you think? Uh, I mean,
0: sure. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded good, but uh, <laughs> like I don't know. It's fine. I probably would have given more to more, like, something like Forza or, you know, like, I don't know. You what, what about Spider-Man, though? You don't think Spider-Man was good enough? Spider-Man audio design's great, but, like, in terms of, like, being able to bring audio, like, design and audio experience, like, we know what a Western sounds like. And, like, Spider-Man can sound like a Spider-Man movie. Like God of War and Forza Horizon to me are the most like we needed to work. Not not that the other people didn't need to work to create the. People audio. know what cars sound like. People do know what cars sound like, but like, do you know what it sounds like when you're racing inside of a Lamborghini? No,
2: I don't. I do no. know a Lamborghini sound like thanks to. A do lot you know
1: of what it sounds like fire. when you're racing inside of a Lamborghini doing 200 miles an hour uh, on a straightaway? During and then flip th- over a torrential downpour. Like,
2: no.
0: do, do you know what no. it sounds like when you murder a Valkyrie? No.
2: <laughs> well, I, but, okay. All these games have incredible sound design. It's just well, only one of them could win. So, I
0: mean... So why not give it to the one that won many, many other awards? Right, yeah. Give it to Red Dead because they deserve
1: it. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah.
1: All right. Anyways, moving past all this esports crap that nobody cares about, uh, and content creators, I hate content creators.
0: I would just read off the winners. I don't know that we need to go through all everything right. unless we uh, think something else should have won the award. The top
1: top game for it, it, its impact was Celeste. Uh, the debut indie game, best debut indie game, was The Messenger, which I have The Messenger. I haven't gotten far enough into it to give it that uh, title. But it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I, I would I would say uh, it's worth checking out. Um, let's see, best VR game, Astrobot Rescue Mission. That was a stacked
0: fucking category, man. Yeah. Like you could basically have given it to any of them, and I would have been like, okay. But Astrobot's really good. Moss is also great. Tetris Effect is also great. Firewall and Beat Saber are are, are good. But you know, they're all they all offer very different experiences in there. Our- I,
1: I find it very uh, interesting that it's all VR games that are like you can play on PlayStation. Like yeah. these are these are because uh, Fire- Firewall is the only one you don't have on PC. Is that correct or no?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, Firewall and Astro, too. the yeah, because those are both Sony exclusives. Yep. So yep. that's that was interesting. Um,
1: best art direction went to Return of the Oberdin. I've been hearing I'm, so I'm, many
2: good things about this game. I'm dying to play it. <laughs> I really want to play it too, but I'm kind of on a spending hiatus. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that looks incredible uh, from what I've watched. And, I was I was pleasantly surprised that it
0: beat out Red Dead. I was like, oh, it's going to go to Red Dead. And then over. Yeah. So, so.
2: It's awesome too, because it's made by one guy. Yep. <laughs> Screw you, studio that has like thousands of people working for. <laughs> right. Um,
1: best strategy game went to Into the Breach. This was like I was so happy Into the Breach won this category, oh, yeah. even though I haven't played the other games. I just know how much I love
2: this game. What were the other games? I didn't see that one. Uh, Valkyria
1: Chronicles Four, BattleTech, Banner Saga Three, and Frostpunk.
2: I do want to play Frostpunk pretty bad. But yeah, uh, I want to play BattleTech yeah. actually. Actually, yeah, that too. But uh, I'm sure into the breach is a little more creative in its implementation right Simple but difficult to master
1: uh, best score and soundtrack went to Red Dead. I actually kind of feel like that's deserved because
0: I really dig the music in Red Dead over any of the other titles that were up yeah it.
2: it's pretty good.
0: I like the Spider-Man and the God of War scores a lot, but even like the performance that they did at the game Awards red dead stuff i was like no yeah this definitely
1: oh yeah, that that, category. yeah. Category.
2: <laughs> that that blew all the other ones out of the wall yeah, that yeah. Was amazing
1: was there was the like little, a uh,
2: six-part vocal devil trigger <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> i almost shut the awards off during that <laughs> i'm uh, never gonna play a devil may cry game ever now that i heard that
1: and this uh, this next one, Best Action Game, was a complete surprise to see Dead Cells win. Like, I was blown out of the water. But I'm very happy it won. Hell yeah. Dead Cells is a fantastic game.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, out of the games in that category, Call of Duty 4, or Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, and Mega Man 11, like, Dead Cells is the one, honestly, that stands out above all of that as, like, this is different. It's new. It's cool it's interesting like all of the rest of it feels like known quantity kind of stuff so yep i agree uh best action adventure
1: game went to god of war i believe that is uh well deserved yeah. sure yeah I think that, that game is fantastic.
0: Um, Knowing what I know now, in that Spider-Man would win nothing, I would maybe have given this to Spider-Man if the war- the awards were a diplomatic thing, but they're not. Yeah, the
1: a space, lot of people so. complained on the internet that Spider-Man got snubbed pretty hard.
0: It's honestly a huge bummer. Like, it, the Spider-Man would have been a game of the year if it came out like any other year. <laughs> but, right, right. Ah, yeah. uh, best esports game went to
1: Overwatch. I, whatever, like we saw that coming. <laughs> I suppose, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe thought Fortnite would have won that, but I guess Overwatch is fine. Um, best performance in a game, Roger Clark for Red Dead, got that. Um, I did. That dude's like Scottish. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he comes in with like this like rough and tough cowboy accent like all right man the like, that's that's impressive. The <laughs> yeah. dude uh Christopher Judge from God of War though, listening to that guy talk, I uh I could listen to that guy talk for like days. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Like his voice was just like I I there there are no words for like the level of awesome that erupts from that man's lungs. <laughs> he should probably start like an ASMR podcast or something. Yeah, for sure. Like, I it's just he he's he's incredible.
0: Um, best narrative went to Red Dead. Uh, uh this is also one that I would have liked to go to Spider Man, but I haven't finished Red Dead, so maybe I would feel differently if I had. I don't know, but it's yeah. I mean, I don't.
1: I mean, I don't I know how you give. It either. How do you give a game where you know the ending already? Like you know how you know how this game
0: ends. Well, but it's not the narrative. Isn't the ending? You know, it's everything yeah. in between. So it's I not suppose.
2: best ending. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just
0: like when Titanic won
1: all those awards. You know, for like being a great movie. <laughs> you know the ship's like, gonna sink. Everybody knew the ending. <laughs> like, like I don't even know why people. What if saw it didn't sink at the end? Right, it turns into a spaceship. <laughs> <And> the <it's laughs> full shocking, of aliens.
0: The shocking ending to James Cameron's Titanic. It's full of xenomorphs at the bottom. They're all parasites, like
2: in the. It actually, like, ends like, up on that fucking the planet uh, where Avatar takes place.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: and then the, the they all you know, turn to blue cat people.
1: What are the the Prometheus type like? Roll in to like scorch the planet with some more xenomorphs. <laughs> That's all besides <laughs> the point. And anyway, uh, best family game went to Overcooked too. Um, awesome, that's cool. It's cool yep. to see it. Like, an yeah. is Overcooked they're they're like an indie dev, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. It's
1: kind of, smaller... but they're like they're roped into EA somehow for publishing, I think, or something like that.
0: I don't know if that's true or not, but
2: I don't yeah, think no, I could be Because so. I'm pretty don't, sure. Uh, I... yeah.
1: Don't quote me on that, but that's it's cool to see an indie game take, you know, take some just, just like dead cells. I mean, it's awesome. And then into the breach, those, these three games like are all like indie titles to some respect. And it's awesome to see them on such a, uh, a high platform. You know, that's rad. I dig that. Um, best role-playing game went to monster hunter world. I was kind of surprised by that. I was thinking pillars of eternity would have taken it Hmm. based on like everyone's reaction to pillars of eternity over monster hunter. But, it kind of makes me want to play Monster Hunter World now, but I don't really know if I want to pay for it. So
0: I don't really think a Monster Hunter is an RPG, I guess, but I don't know. I'm
2: pretty sure it very much is.
0: <laughs> like it it's it, to me like would you call Dark Souls an RPG?
2: Uh yeah, yeah.
0: Cuz I wouldn't call it. That's an action game to me, but anyway.
2: It's an, uh, an ARPG. Yeah, what he said. But it's not an RPG. <laughs> Action RPG. Anyway, this is not keep going, John.
1: Alright, yeah. Uh, best ongoing game went to Fortnite. Uh I I can kinda I can see this because of the level of attention that um Epic Games gives Fortnite and like just what they're doing with the game in general and like what they're what they've made of the games as a service model is uh pretty impressive and props to them for keeping it rolling, I suppose.
0: I would have uh I would have encouraged Ubisoft by picking Siege because I think it's a good model. But
1: Oh, I, I agree with you too, but I also think like Fortnite's model with like their battle pass stuff and whatever is is also acceptable in my opinion. Yeah.
0: There's a reason everybody's like trying to have battle passes and shit now. So Right. Exactly. Uh yeah. best
1: sports racing game. Or do you want to? Did you want to talk about that more, Brian?
2: Um, no, I just I mean, like I agree with what you're saying. Like they they've done a fantastic job supporting that. Like way better than. Uh, I mean, that's. I think that the number one, well, number two reason why it's so popular, over you know PUBG, is because they've supported it so well. Right. But uh, like it also helps that it's free. That would be the number one reason why I play it so much. Um. Yeah, Rainbow Six, I I do hope more games get supported for so long and in that financial model, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Like, I much prefer the way they have their things structured over, say, uh, Destiny 2 in the ongoing game category.
0: Yeah. Right on.
1: Uh, Best sports racing game went to Forza Horizon 4. That's kind of cool. can't uh, argue with that. No, nope. I was surprised to see Mario Tennis Aces on that. Like, I, it just didn't quite click with me. I, I thought everyone hated that game, too. That might be one of those, uh, don't we know. don't know what else to put in this category, <laughs> right? We, we just want to fill it out a little more. Yeah. they didn't
0: do that
2: with Best Fighting Game, which is won by Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah,
0: there are only four.
2: Yep. I will say, if I were going to watch other people play a fighting game, that would be it. Because it looks the, beautiful. And the award would go to Corey and Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I have zero interest in playing fighting games. Yeah.
1: Uh, best independent game went to Celeste. Uh, I didn't realize how good this game apparently is. but
2: oh, apparently uh, Yeah, I've heard awesome things about it from coworkers and stuff. But uh, yeah. I just feel like it might not be, gameplay-wise, my kind of game. Right. So I've just been reluctant to check it out.
1: No, that's cool. Uh, best multiplayer game went to Fortnite. I was actually surprised to see Sea of Thieves on the list for this because I feel like uh again, a game that was kind of shat all over, like appears in like one of the most prestigious categories. But uh, yeah, uh
2: I, I've heard they've done a really good job improving that game too. They yeah, have, but it's the, got the problem
1: a is dedicated like,
0: man base too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so did No Man's Sky, and so will Fallout 76, and all these other games that come out and everybody hates, and then there there will always be people people that love it.
2: Sea of Um, Thieves was way more fun when it came out than No Man's Sky will ever be, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've put a decent amount of time into No Man's Sky at this point, and it's definitely way better than it used to be. Yeah. uh, It's still just kind of not the best.
1: Right, but that's not uh, what we're talking about. <laughs> no, and now we're talking about game of the year, which was given to God of War, and it was uh, this one. I think we should say it was up against Celeste, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption Two, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Spider Man. Um, interesting to see Celeste on that list, being that it's not like a triple A like, yeah, yeah. You know, beautiful graphic overhaul, blah blah blah. Uh, that's not to discount Celeste's eight bit awesomeness that it has, but uh, it's just interesting to see that that they're they're putting that game uh, at that level against these like these big studio games like that's that says something about Celeste mm-hmm. in and of itself. Um, I do think God of War was a fucking fantastic game though. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert for a uh, spoiler alert for the future, but it's most likely going to be my game of the year due to the fact that it's literally the only game I beat this year. (laughs) So not counting into the breach. Um, because into the breach, like I, I beating into the breach would be me getting every single achievement in that game unlocked. But God of war is a flawless example of video gaming
0: excellence. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, as we were talking in our discord, which we should have just been talking in the game nerds part of the discord, but oh, well, um, I was fully certain that the game was going to go or that this award was going to go to red dead. So I was also pleasantly surprised that that God of War got a work at it. Right on.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I feel like every game in that category is probably deserving of an award. So maybe yeah, not as Assassin's Creed, a good... but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I didn't already have a lot of stuff to play, I would probably give it a try it, it looks pretty interesting to me, but um yeah, I don't know it's uh got I can't say bad things about God of war it's uh it was solid i mean it was maybe it lasted longer than I expected it to, oh no <laughs> but uh and there's still a lot left to do in the game that I haven't done. Yeah. Yeah. Um but like I felt like it was so solid just like there there was never a time that I was in the game and thought like why am I doing this or like why is this in the game? And that's like a good example of like oh like a well-designed game. Like if you don't if you're not questioning why certain elements are in there, I think that that shows that it's really solid. Yeah. Um
1: I think it's also worth mentioning that uh the the God of War special editions and things that they had uh there was no like you know there's no season pass, there's no d l c there's no bullshit, so to speak. It's literally like if you bought like for instance the limited edition version, you got the game and this sick fucking art book yeah and this and a steel case and then if you bought the collector's edition you got this amazing like Kratos and Atreus statue uh with the steel book case and i mean it's just like you you weren't you're not buying a season pass there's no future content like they're going to have like other little updates like they've updated the game to have a new game plus things like that that like this is a like this is what games used to be like God of War is an example of like the PlayStation 2 era of like what you see is what you get, so to speak. And luckily, we live in a generation of of technology where if there are issues with the game, they can fix them on the fly because everything's stuck, stuck to the Internet anyways. Uh, but I, I just there there's something to say about that game. I mean, Monster Hunter World has a season pass, I believe Red Dead doesn't. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey had like fifty different editions that got you all
0: kinds of other crazy
1: in-game <laughs> shit. Spider Man, I don't really know. Uh, Spider Man's
0: got a season pass because there are three DLC chapters to it.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, I I guess it kind of makes sense for Spider Man to have that because it's a Marvel thing, and they're gonna. There's just so much going on in the world of Marvel and, and like cinematic universe and video game universe and whatever. It kind of makes sense, but for a game, you know, again, a AAA title. Coming from Sony and just like being like a just a home run like right off, like everything about it is a home run, like yes, yeah. something
0: to be said yeah it's it's certainly especially with that uh e a studio closing and that Star Wars game being canceled, and them being like people don't want single player experiences right now like right pro proof in point, you've got three games here four four games here you know if you want to include red dead um five uh, man five five player
1: and and with if you yeah if you include red dead and not the fact that it has an online component
2: should you choose to play it yeah Uh, that's not the reason why people bought it i mean everybody that bought it is playing single player but that's
1: that's the whole point alex is making is that yeah. The idea that people don't want single-player games is full of fucking yeah. Whoever shit. said that's
0: an idiot. That was but, EA. It was all EA. But at the at the same time, like, <laughs> I guess what it comes down to is like, are these the games that made the most money this year? No, because that was like Fortnite and I don't know, probably <laughs> PUBG Mobile it's or something. Free or something. multiplayer. But that's the thing games. Is like,
1: you're you're. It's kind of an apples and oranges sort of thing where like. Fortnite has been marketed to an extent at which like people who don't even play video games want to play it. Like,
0: well, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing that I would bring up with film nerds of like, yes, of course the thing winning the summer movie wager at the top of the movie wager list is transformers four, but that doesn't mean that it should win an Oscar kind of thing. So, right. You know, I guess the same phenomenon exists in video games.
2: Yeah. Since you brought up Fortnite making a killing selling stuff, I I wanted to mention in the news part earlier about the epic game store that opened. Yeah, cuz I think that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, um, I think we'll
0: we'll end up talking about that more probably at some point, but they are they made especially with the game awards, they made a huge play yeah. for for encroaching on Steam's stranglehold.
1: Yeah, and I want to buy a bunch of these games. Yeah. Like, I want to play Hades, and I want to play Ashen, and I want to play
0: uh-huh.
1: fucking, that Satisfactory game looked kind of ridiculous, too, and Outer Worlds, or Outer Wilds looks really cool. I remember seeing Outer Wilds at PAX and being like, I want to play that game, that looks sweet, like, all these games look rad. I want to know what the hell Maneater is, do you get to play as the shark?
2: Like Yeah, you get to, it's, it's a multiplayer shark game, I think that's been around for a while.
1: That's pretty fucking cool. World War Z, I want to play that, too, like, I want to see what that's all about. All these, like everything they've got listed in their store, looks sweet. Like that's that's awesome. The, I, they must like is uh because I know they do a lot of stuff with Anna Perina or Perna Interactive. Is that like a partnership or is that just like Anna per- Perna is like distributing through the Epic stores?
0: I don't know. The Epic store is all pretty new stuff, so I don't know how much there's um you know, state alliances now, or like if they're not going to be in steam. Cause I think Donut County was in steam and that's an Annapurna game. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. So I did want to say this was by far the best game awards that there has been, like in terms of the quality of the show and the big announcements and like the fact that I don't feel like, a ton of the awards should not have gone to the games that they went to and
1: mm-hmm. just
0: all around, I think Jeff Keeley continues to put together a pretty pretty great package and it's only gotten better with each year. So hats I had off no to, issues
2: with the streaming quality. It was all yeah. fantastic the whole time. Hats off to the Dorito Pope for his work. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know the story behind that. Yeah, no, just Google the Dorito. I'll Google it right now. Please do. But yeah, I
0: thought it was quite good. Um, Also, I was thinking maybe we should just do, if you guys are okay with it. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) I just muted myself. (laughs) Everybody everybody Google the Dorito Pope so you can laugh at it too. But, uh, you know, we're going quite long right now. Maybe we should do... uh, episode 98 and a half where we talk about the announcements later this oh, week. Oh yeah,
1: that would be a good idea.
0: Cuz there there was a lot of good stuff that came out. So for
2: sure.
1: Well, right on. Um Yeah, I think that's it, right? I think so. All right, cool. Well, If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places that you can listen to or watch the show, check out Midwest game nerds.com slash links. The Midwest podcast network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well shows such as horror movie yearbook gone to Texas and, uh, Westworld FM. And what else do we have? Is that it right now? Oh, the aliens recap. They're going to be doing season two of that. Yeah. Got a bunch of shows and you can help support them for as little as a dollar a month. So check out patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. If anybody has anything they want to hit us up about in terms of what we are what we should do for our 100th episode, which is coming up, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. and We'll see you next time. Peace.